Mental health matters. With so much information about mental health and spiritual care out there, where do you start? Let's start here. A podcast hosted by licensed professionals with experience both as clients and as clinicians. Welcome to this week's episode of Let's Start Here. This week we have Ryan Crisco, who's one of the newest counselors at Life Care Counseling and Coaching. Welcome to the show and welcome to Life Care. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Okay, so obviously we got Steven and I am Yolanda Rouse. Let's see. Ryan, I just emailed you like a week ago because you just joined us. Yeah, that's And so right. I was like, I got to get him in as quick as I possibly can. So we've just been talking about like therapy, what is therapy, and our journeys kind of becoming a therapist and what our experience has been both in being the therapist and going to therapy. Let's just start with how you ended up at Life Care. What's your journey been like? Yeah. How much time do you have? It's kind of a long <laughs> journey, but it, I think it started in college. As an undergrad, I was uh, a psychology student okay. and just really enjoyed that a lot. And at the time I had planned to potentially become a psychologist or maybe a therapist. And so it was weighing my options there. And at that time I was not a a Christian, was not a believer. And I was actually led to faith in Christ by some missionary kids that were back at stateside hmm. for college. And so they had to come wow. all the way from Europe to witness to me. And it was pretty interesting. <laughs> I came to faith through their, through relationships with them. And they became my best friends, my kind of my core friend group. And so initially when I was in psychology, the thought was I would be just a more of a, a secular style therapist. And I graduated during the economic downturn. There weren't many jobs available at the time and um, actually had my first bout of depression and anxiety at that point. I felt really directionless, not really sure what to do with my life at that point. And so I started attending counseling. I started going to counseling weekly and that was a really great experience. I just really firsthand experienced what it was like to have that relationship with a person, to be vulnerable, to process things, to find connections. And that was really healing for me. And so that, that kind of affirmed for me the value of counseling. And from there, actually- Wait, I'm going to pause there. Yeah, sure. Because we were just talking about men and therapy and kind of the stigma. So I'm very mm. curious, like- what was your perception before going to therapy as a male? Yeah, good question. What was my perception of therapy? I'm trying to think back. Yeah. Plot twist. I didn't have a lot of reservations about it, I don't okay. think. I, I will say that I think the depression had reached the point where it was, I really need this. And so I, I certainly wouldn't, wouldn't have predicted that I would need it. Okay. Uh, and so I think there was this feeling that I'm supposed to have this down this whole life thing and I'm supposed to know where I'm going and how to get there. And so it was a humbling experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Just thinking, okay, I need someone else to weigh in on this and help me out. And so that, that was humbling. But once I was in it, pretty much right after the first session, I knew this is going to be a huge help. Mm -hmm. And so I was really grateful right away that I had taken the leap and gone to see somebody. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So from there, I, I actually became a real estate agent. My mother's a real estate agent. <laughs> and uh, she had mandated that I get my license and I'm so grateful that she did. I worked in that for the better part of a decade, but that kind of dream to become a, a therapist was still hanging on. Uh, and so after I, I got married to 
my amazing wife, Lauren, she reminded me of that dream. She encouraged me to pursue it, but this time as a Christian therapist. Now that I was walking with God, I knew that I wanted to introduce that element of faith uh, as much as I could and just the healing and the hope brings. And so uh, I'm so grateful that after school, I, I went to, to a school that taught Christian integration and that was wonderful. And uh, after that, I uh, found Life Care that offers Christian counseling. And so I feel very fortunate, and blessed to be here. That's awesome. So what has it been like? Let's just go back to like your first time sitting in the chair as a therapist with your first client. What was that like? Yeah, it was intimidating. I actually reached out to some friends of mine that had gone a similar path and said, how do you handle this? Well, what was it like on your first day? And they just said, you got to do it. You just got to yeah. get in there. And so for practicum, it was very intimidating going from the books to the, the boots on the ground type of thing. So that, that was really interesting, but instantaneously knew that this is something that I can see myself doing for the rest of my life. The depth of conversations that you have, the things that people share, things that have been locked away so often for years and years, maybe they've never told another living soul that has been just aching for them to be in the seat across from them and to have them emote and to go into that stuff is such a privilege, a really sacred privilege. Yeah. It was mind-blowing right from the first week. And I knew right away, it's, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life is to be that person that, that can have that <laughs> be invested in and receive that and to show acceptance and love in the midst of that. Yeah. yeah. Just to sit with people in their really, in their darkest spot, like of yeah. just unfolding things or possibly talking about things that they like never have with other people, just yeah sitting with them in that and accepting that and receiving that is huge. Yeah. It's healing in itself right there. Exactly right. And when you mentioned the question, what is therapy? Yeah, I've been thinking about that. And initially my thought is, I thought of therapy in terms of like physical therapy, where you're literally applying force and pressure and helping someone achieve a fuller range of motion and mm -hmm. greater functionality. And you, you, I think therapists do something similar, maybe with words. We're introducing connections and concepts that help someone develop a fuller understanding, a fuller range of motion, maybe emotionally. But what you just said is true too. I think there's also a lot of power and the other elements outside of the words in therapy that the silences and the contemplation and certainly just the presence just mm -hmm. being present with somebody in their pain and their suffering to show a calm in the midst of that to be sure but also an acceptance so just i understand i understand what you're saying and i accept you exactly as you are and yeah. let's we're going to go through this together i think that presence as much as the words is probably yeah. a huge part of therapy so yeah yeah, I agree. I think that sometimes people perceive counselors or maybe they have a perception of counseling that we just, we have the answers and we know exactly what to say. And it's not about what we say mm -hmm. necessarily, right? It's just that we're there and that we can listen and we can reflect what they're feeling and that we don't always get the words. We're there with them and we're in it with them and that relationship. And we've talked about it a lot. Yolandi says, counselors will challenge you. We will, but will also just sit yeah. and let you experience and give you a space where maybe you've never been able to cry with someone else or to share, to your point, the things that yeah. we've experienced. And for people to feel safe doing that with us, is it's invaluable. And so the words aren't always necessary. And what is fascinating is a lot of times when we get the words wrong, they tell us. Yeah, <laughs> Our oh, clients yeah. will let us know. They'll correct us, yeah. <laughs> 
and we're okay with that. Absolutely. And, and it's what you were saying earlier. It made me think of, it's a passage that I use a lot in session, which is Jesus, the wonderful counselor, Mm -hmm. the counselor that counselors look to. I think so often of the instance when Lazarus died and his sisters sent for Jesus and he took his time getting there. But when he did, he did it on purpose, of course. But when he did, they were distraught and said, if you had been here, you wouldn't have died. And rather than rushing straight to the miracle of raising him back to life. And he knew he was going to do that, decided Mm -hmm. instead to weep with them. He felt deeply what they were experiencing. And even though he knew it was going to be okay, he nevertheless allowed himself to experience that emotion Mm -hmm. and to show it to them that he was experiencing it with them. And so again, it goes back to that presence. I am present with you. I'm empathizing with you. I can feel what you're feeling. And we can sit in that for a second. It's okay to sit in that and not rush straight to the solution. Uh, Let's really, let's have an experience here. We at Life Care Counseling and Coaching want to respond to the needs of our community and the world. In order for us to do that, we are looking for passionate clinicians and prescribers to join our staff in various locations. If you or someone you know think you could be a good fit for our mission and values, please email your resume and cover letter to info at lifecarecc.com. Learn more about LifeCare at lifecarecc.com. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting point because we've talked about the value of therapy and it comes up from time to time, right? It's different than talking to your partner or a friend or a family member who aren't trained to sit with you. They want to help you. They want to make you feel better. They want it to go away. They want to fix it. They want to fix it. And to your point, Jesus didn't rush in and fix it. He let them sit in their pain. He experienced their pain with them. And we do that at times. I think I cried with a client yesterday and sometimes we allow ourselves to experience that with them and it's healing. But if we rush in to tell them, oh, it's going to be fine. You'll be fine. Tomorrow, everything will be better. They don't get to experience what they need to experience. Yeah. Yeah. I love that verse. Like Jesus wept. I think it's the shortest Bible verse. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the most powerful. And this is a little bit of a tangent, but I'm doing a kind of research on tears right now. And there's a lot of research out there that has been taking pictures of tears from different situations. Like they had one girl, they collected her tears of just cutting onions. And then they collected tears of people grieving and the structure of the tears were completely different one was one was carrying out toxins in the body and that was the Mm. grief and the onions didn't have that Mm. and so I think it's incredible that there's just healing in that and back to your points both of your points like I think the silence the tears the crying just in those moments there's so much of a you're not alone. Like you're not experiencing this by yourself. Like I'm with you and it's okay to fall apart or it's okay to come as you are. And I'm also thinking now Jesus is a male. And this is just a theme today of just, I think it's, I feel very privileged to sit here as a female and hear that I think there's more growth happening of allowing males to experience this and just have that emotional side as well. Yeah. And I think that's deeply biblical. Just that one verse where Jesus wept and he did 
of course, experienced the full range of human emotion. But I think of David, he was an incredibly emotional person. Think Mm -hmm. of him dancing before the Lord and doing things that we might not consider to be uh, stereotypically masculine. Masculine, yeah. Uh, I think there's a lot of socialization uh, for men in this country, maybe that it's not okay to show any degree of weakness or sadness. But it, as you said, it can be very cleansing, very healing to allow oneself to feel that. And the counseling room is a great place to do that because, to to your point earlier, we we really. Um, don't have a, a vested interest in them getting better right away like their family does or, mm. or their families. I want to make it okay because they're around that. They're really attached to that person all the time and they want to get out of emergency mode for us though. We're okay to sit in it, process it and, and really experience all those emotions in slow motion, if you will, to allow them to process that. Yeah. Rushing yourself to be somewhere actually prolongs the suffering of something because you're not accepting it. You're not allowing to work through the things. You're just skipping over it and then skipping over that. You're not healing. And even this past week, I left my therapist's office and I was like, wow, that took like way too many sessions than I wanted. And she just laughed. And, but it was in one way I'm sitting here and I'm thinking like, but everybody else I think in my life wants me to just get over it, wants me to just move past whatever the things are instead of really internally looking at what is going on instead of just brushing things under the rug just for the sake of moving on. And that's just not, that's not healthy and it's not true healing. So yeah, that, that stuff is there, whether mm-hmm. we attend to it or not. The yep. wounds that we have are there, messages that we've received over time that are not true. They're simply not true, but they sit around and they affect our emotions. They affect our relationships and we act out of them, whether we attend to them or not. So let's sit down and have a conversation and really attend to those things and the emotions that they create so that we can have the power, really, and the ability to make different decisions, to relate differently to people. Yeah, okay. it's really important. Yeah. So Ryan, who, what's your clientele? What are certain things that you're really passionate about working with? Something that, that got me really excited to, to go into the study of counseling is, is marriage. Mm-hmm. I really love working with couples. I'd say that's probably one of my biggest passions, just helping people achieve through um, a greater emotional conversations. We've been talking about more emotional intimacy between partners, just achieve that unity that, that scripture talks about, how it's meant to be a picture of Christ in the church, that, mm-hmm. that, that level of intimacy, that level of love and self-sacrifice. And so, um, I, I love having those conversations with couples. And so that, that's probably one of my biggest passions. And I think also because I have had the privilege of knowing so many missionary families and my own faith journey being so influenced by them, I really love working with people in ministry. I love mm-hmm. talking to them and, and encouraging them and helping them stay um, stay in the fight, if you will. But really, I, I have a, a pretty wide range of clients in terms of age and type. And so I, I really, I, I'm not terribly limited. I really enjoy working with a wide range of people. That's awesome. Both yeah. male and female? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. That's so you awesome. mentioned marital counseling. Do you also do premarital? I do. Yeah. Good. I do. And love that as well. (laughs) Getting the foundation laid beforehand is always a great thing rather than going back. It's a lot of fun to to do that, to do the premarital work. Is there anything you don't feel called to do? Or maybe you just know right off the bat, that's not something I'm going to probably pursue. 
(laughs) I want to do it all. (laughs) Oh, this feels like that kind of interview question. What's your greatest weakness? And I never, I try too hard. Yeah, I'm never prepared for it when it comes either. And I'm not now either. So people that I, I, don't feel called to work with or like certain (laughs) more like certain topics like for me I don't I work with just females but I'm eating disorders are just something that I feel as if needs just obviously a higher level of training and it's not something that I really want to pursue there's some basics there of women and how they perceive themselves and mental health in general around that but I just don't feel like eating disorders is something that I want to pursue Yeah, I got you. Okay. Using that vein of thought, I would say I don't feel um, entirely qualified yet. I am working on it and have worked with clients in this in order to gain better insight. And of course, under supervision, but (laughs) probably women with sexual trauma past. Uh, It's not that I don't think that men in general are qualified to wade into that. In fact, I've had a counselor, more experienced counselor recently encourage me in, in, in saying that having a a healthy and positive male relationship in counseling can be really healing. And that was incredibly encouraging, but it's certainly something that I want to gain more insight. Fortunately, I have some counselors that are very gifted in that area that I can draw from and can learn from, but that's an area that I'm growing in and we'll, we'll hopefully feel qualified to, to assist with in the future. So awesome. Thank you for joining us and just jumping right in. I know that sometimes podcasting can be a little intimidating, but I think your insight has been really awesome. Great. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, glad to have you here. Thanks for listening to Let's Start Here, a podcast by Life Care Counseling and Coaching. At Life Care Counseling and Coaching, we are passionate about serving others by integrating the best mental health practices and spiritual care for the soul. Find out more or schedule an appointment at lifecarecc.com. Follow us on Facebook at Life Care Counseling or Instagram at Life Care Counsel Coach. If you found the information in this podcast helpful, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts as this helps more people find our show. This show is produced at Podcast Carry.